you think I'm ugly? Sexually transmitted diseases. I hate literally everything about myself. Erectile dysfunction. Low libido can have a strong effect. Low back pain. So you want to lose weight. What taught you not to be confident? Mm -hmm. Hello and thank you for joining us. I am Dawn Mugel, a board certified nurse practitioner and owner of a new Dawn Wellness Center. I'm Tatiana Britton, fitness expert and owner of Better Body with Tati. Where we will combine the world of wellness, fitness, and aesthetics to bring you the Body, Sex, and Disconnect podcast where it's okay to talk about it. Welcome back to Body, Sex, and Disconnect podcast. You are here with Dawn and Tati. And today we are going to talk about, oh, geez, uh, we're going to talk about all things affected by what you put in your mouth. So let's think about skin, our poop, and our pee. How about that for today? Just to warm you all up with that earlier, Dawn was suggesting, uh, sorry, Colin, I just kicked you in the shin, my bad. Um, it's because I was about to talk about you and I got so excited. <laughs> but Dawn was talking about, you know, talking about what we put in our mouths. She's like, pee, poop, and all that. And he's like, wait, what are we talking about? Why are we putting like pee and poop in our mouth? He's so confused. So we are going to talk about the connection because we've talked about nutrition before and usually when you hear about nutrition, it's all about weight loss or how you look. But what you're doing in the bathroom matters. Yes, it does. And a lot of people accept shit, ha, 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 punny, that is not normal. Get it? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but they, ex they really do accept things that are not normal, like how they're pooping, what their pee looks like, what things smell like, how often skin looks. or not often they're pooping. Yes. That is a big one. That is actually what started this conversation for us yesterday. Um, I do not mind it's just saying something about myself, remotely humorous. Uh, when I was younger, I had problems with constipation, and so I didn't go very often. And when I did, it was like once a week. Now, for those of you that are regular, I'm sure your mouth just dropped it's open me, right like, there. Oh. You're like, oh, did you say once a week? I already pooped twice today. <laughs> well, <laughs> freaking one o'clock. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but my point is, and this is what got us on this conversation, is Obviously, I was younger. I, I I didn't know any better. I mean, I knew that I struggled to go to the bathroom, but I'm thinking, okay, well, at least if I go once a week, I know that I'm still going. This just is what it is. I just struggle right. with constipation. That's just me, and I just, you know, at least I'm going and everything's fine. Okay, it's not fine. And it took me growing up and being an adult and actually getting some education before I even started to realize hey, not only is it not fine, it's also really bad for me and really bad for everything in my body and inflammation in my body and my gut health. And, and there's so many things. And it's crazy to me that it took me to adulthood to even figure that out. And you accept that discomfort. Yes, exactly. Like, and the bloating did, yeah. and weight gain and you know, fatigue and all of this stuff. And you just sit there and go, gosh, why did it take till I was an adult to realize that not only was there something wrong, but something could be done about it. And it's just because, once again, exactly what I talk about with um, erectile dysfunction or um, sexual health issues for females, people just don't talk about it. We all need to talk about it. We need to talk about sex. We need to talk about poop. We need to talk about... Because we're also yes. hush like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go use the ladies' room, which I'm not <laughs> judging you if you use that term. I will. You'll never hear me say that. But, like, because it's like, oh, ladies don't poop. 
And so it's like, yeah, we don't do any of that, and humans don't do that. (laughs) And like I've said since episode one, we got to accept these gross little human bodies that we are in, and they poop, and they pee. Right. Exactly. You know. And they have sex, people. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and we have sex out of those same holes that, like, I mean, it's okay if you're not okay with anal. We'll talk about that another time. But you can do that, and you poop out of there. So, you know. (laughs) Okay, we're going to skip right over the anal portion that she just brought up. That will Uh, be a good topic. I would love to talk about that, but... Okay, so let's talk about poop. Dawn's blushing. (laughs) No, we're going right on past that. We're going to just talk about the exit portion of that uh, hole there. So... Let's talk about the exit portion. <laughs> let's talk about pooping, please. For the love of God. Um, so let's break it down. What pooping should look like. Oh, okay. God. Pooping should not be difficult. Yes. You shouldn't be straining in the bathroom where you feel like your head's gonna explode and having to do a lot of pushing and um, you know, having a lot of struggle going to the bathroom. Bleeding should not be like is that. not normal from that either. Yes, bleeding's not normal. Usually, now I'm not diagnosing, okay, don't anyone claim that I am. I am just telling you common things. Common things if you see red, bright red blood, bright red blood when you wipe yourself or in the toilet after having a strenuous a bowel movement, usually it's some type of a hemorrhoid or some type of a little um, tear in the tissue, mm-hmm. and that's why you're seeing that bright red blood. Yeah. Um, if you see blood that looks more like black tar, it's really um, has a really distinct odor, it's super dark, it doesn't look like that bright red blood, that is something that you need to go see your doctor right away. Um, especially uh, if you're seeing that or you've seen that more than once. Because that's internal yeah, at that Yeah, absolutely. Point. It's much higher up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a difference in blood and what it would look like. Yes. And what likely common causes can be, again, not diagnosing, but, you know, bright red blood, not quite as scary when you see that, especially after having struggle going to the bathroom. Um, but still, you can absolutely still go to your doctor and tell them what you're experiencing. They can check you for hemorrhoids. There's also... Aside from medication over-the-counter, there's things that they can prescribe for you as well that you can insert rectally to help, you know, the hemorrhoids that are just inside. Um, So as far as pooping, though, Tatiana and I were laughing about this because I was saying that you really, super healthy bowels should be having a bowel movement two to three times a day. And for those of you that are out there with constipation, you're probably like, what the heck? Did she just say three pooping a day like mm-hmm. what is she talking about and trust me I was with all of you okay I'm thinking three times a day there's something wrong okay? with you yeah <laughs> are you all right but really our bodies were meant to eat food digest it and then get rid of what we don't need mm-hmm. and that is exactly what should happen so when we're eating a big old meal and we're not pooping we are keeping what we need and then storing what we don't need just sitting in our gut and it's just sitting there. And that's yeah. as it's, comfortable as it sounds. Right. And that is obviously building up and bulky and causes gas and bloating and stomach pains and weight gain and all kinds of unpleasant things. But it also can start to cause some leaky gut issues and some imbalances in the gut and just overall unhealthy um, gut, which can cause other symptoms like chronic fatigue. And, and I mean, I could get on a list and a laundry list, but really what I want to focus on, because if I get on the laundry list, then it's going to be a, a whole nother podcast. Uh, <laughs> We've done that before. Yeah, what I want to focus on is that it is okay to look at your poop 
after you go to the bathroom, you should see what it looks like because if it is little um, rabbit pellets or big round balls, you're not you're likely not drinking enough water or not consuming enough fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, if it comes out perfectly easy, you sit down and it's nicely shaped and and it's comfortable to go to the bathroom. Yay for you! You're probably doing something right. Um, obviously, if it's really fatty looking um, or it's I don't know how to describe that appearance. It pretty I, it honestly has like almost like a mucusy coating. Yeah, yeah. It, yes. it really looks like almost like little fatty deposits or mm-hmm. mucus. Then I would probably start looking at what your diet looks like mm-hmm. as far as how high of fat um, you're consuming. Do you still have your gallbladder? Um, you know, how well is your body processing the fats that you're consuming? And um, obviously how much and if it's floating or sinking like yes. if you have little tiny pellets that are floating a lot that is a very high fat diet and, I mean you don't want rock hard sink into the bottom because that's also like oh that's been in there a minute and you're probably dealing with some <laughs> constipation but like Don said if it flows out pretty smoothly pretty you know decent in terms of like the shape and form of right. it like it's not too hard not too soft and it goes to the bottom of your toilet that's perfect and I think we should also talk like even in terms of shape, like, and frequency is lack of shape. And if you're pooping too often, if you have a diarrhea very often mm-hmm. and you're pooping three, four, five, six times a day, right. you're there forever, your stomach is gurgling, and you also notice this happens after you eat specific things, mm-hmm. then that is also, there's too much pooping that can happen right. too. Right, there is, and that can be an array of issues. Yes. Um, probably the most common is some type of food allergy. Yes. A lot of people live with food allergies and have no idea. They just think they're always bloated when that they eat. me with kale and spinach, yes. and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a theme. So you <laughs> should pay attention. Like, if you, it's true. Yeah, especially if you don't normally poop a million times a day. And you maybe add a new thing into your lunches. You have your lunches prepped and you added avocado this week to whatever. And you notice after lunch, oh my gosh, like I've had diarrhea. And you're not sick and you have no other health issues. You take avocado out, you put it back in a week later and you notice the same thing. You might be onto something. It might be that avocado. That's just an example. pretty common, I mean, really, really common I see all the time is dairy. Mm -hmm. Dairy allergies. They're not bad enough to make someone stop eating dairy or really think, oh, my gosh, I have an allergy. But they're bad enough to cause GI upset, gas bloating, you know, maybe an occasional diarrhea or something, and they chalk it up to something else. But dairy I see very common. Um, Wheat I actually Mm -hmm. see as a very common allergy in my patients that come in and do allergy testing. So... I would say if you're having stomach issues, take a look at those two things. Mm-hmm. Of course, then I would also recommend that you see a GI doctor, um, if especially if you have any kind of persistent diarrhea or persistent stomach issues, because then you want to also be sure you're looking at, you know, Crohn's disease or colitis yes. or mm-hmm. irritable bowel syndrome or any of those mm-hmm. other things that can cause similar symptoms. But most often I see is uh, commonly diet related. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Also, those, a lot of times your bathroom breaks, like pooping a lot or not pooping enough, we talked about two can be seen in your skin, which can also, if you have a food allergy or a sensitivity, can also appear on your skin. And that's something to pay attention to, too. If your bathroom breaks seem irregular and your skin is off, whether that's you have a rash or you have a lot of breakouts or you're very scaly or whatever under the sun it is, many times those are right. correlated as well. I mean, think about it. We... We absorb what we need as far as nutrients, and then the rest is considered a toxic waste, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's toxic. We don't need it in our body. So if we hold on to it for three days, yeah. I mean, 
it has really to go to somewhere. That. You know, as it starts to just kind of sit there and absorb and seep into our bodies, I mean, yeah, you want to get that stuff out. Because we rid it. Like, think about sweat. That's one way we rid toxins through exactly. our pores. So if you're not pooping and maybe you're not drinking enough water, which we'll dive into here in a moment, you're not peeing regularly, then yes, that needs to go somewhere and it will go through your skin. For sure. Uh, I think my best advice for regular bowel movements is water, 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 mm-hmm. which anyone who knows me is giggling right now because they know that that is my number one struggle in life is to consume enough water. So I feel your pain, but I am telling you and Tati can defend me here. I have made a drastic change oh, in yeah. my own life on the amount of water that I consume for those exact um, gut health reasons. So uh, water changes everything. Matter of fact, my husband, who has absolutely no medical degree at all, if you ever tell him you have anything wrong with you, he looks at you and says, water. Like, that is his Just drink answer some water. to everything. He's like, water, water, water. And I'll tell you what, he's not terribly far off. So there you go. Drink more water. But also increase fiber in mm-hmm. your diet. So if you're not eating green leafy vegetables and you're not consuming fiber in your diet, there's also some really great fiber supplements um, that even if you're not a pill taker or you don't like taking supplements like Benafiber or something, you can put that in your water. It dissolves completely. It tastes like nothing. And it's a good way, too, to boost your fiber supplementation. And especially if, if you have it. a lot of protein or, right. and or whether it's healthy fat or not, a lot of fat, that right. will lead to constipation. For sure. Mm-hmm. And also, like you mentioned, too, with fiber is... Yeah, if you can't have wheat products, which people always associate, oh, I need to eat more like wheat bread and things. Like wheat bread is not, does not, the wheat germ does not agree with everyone's intestines. So yeah, think green leafy vegetables. Or if you're like me and you can't eat kale and spinach, then think of another form of a vegetable. But yeah, fiber is so important. And if you just think about each meal, think about having one to two handfuls of a vegetable. Just be really intentional about it, Mm -hmm. especially if you've noticed, okay, I've been making health, like... This happens a lot, and Don can attest to it, when my clients do start making healthier, like, mindful decisions with their nutrition, and they are eating better, then their stomachs are irritated because they're not ready for it, they're not used to it, but they're also not consuming enough fiber with those changes. Now, Don's fiber is actually really on point, but your body's, even if you're making healthier decisions, and you're having more protein, and you're eating healthier fats, you're eating out less, eating more from home, but you're still not having enough fiber, then your body is going to be uncomfortable and you could be making good choices and still be constipated. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. And water is also, um, water and fiber. We just went over that, but like water for your pee, your pee is a good, a good storyteller. Absolutely. Because do you guys know that when you sit down and you pee, it should be clear, like maybe a very, very light, faint, light lemonade color like I'm talking it should be pretty dang clear so when you look at your pee um yeah if it's not clear and you're seeing through it perfectly mm. then you, you need drink to some water. yeah you need to up your water and if intake. it's strong and odor like there's once again there's other things that that could be we Absolutely. are not diagnosing but right. if it's strong and odor and it's pretty dang yellow like you need you need some water up in there. or if it smells like coffee I've had that where my pee literally smelled like my cup of coffee and it was yellow. It's because she drinks too much coffee. I, no. Yeah, and, no, I did. That was back when I worked at my old job. And you guys, I literally drink just coffee from like 5 a.m. to 12 p.m. I do oh not do gosh. that anymore. But my pee was a coffee shop. I just went in there and I was like, ooh, I want a little. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. But I was like, oh, my gosh, my pee smells like coffee and it's dark. And people have said, oh, yeah, I've had that. So, yeah, the smell of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? We should put a fun question fact is, does anyone know why asparagus makes your pee smell? I don't. 
Well, we'll post. We'll it. cover we'll it. Yeah, if you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this. If y'all know why asparagus makes your pee smell, we'll shout you out on the next episode, and then we'll tell the answer because I don't know. Okay. Because that's one thing. That's okay. If you have asparagus and your pee smells a little weird the next day, <laughs> you're fine. You don't have anything weird going on. But yeah, smell and I will tell you, color. too, since we're talking about pee and smell and kind of that area, I know I touched on this in a podcast before, but I will touch on it again and again and again just because I experienced something with a patient that was heartbreaking to me that she went so long mm-hmm. uh, before telling someone that there was something wrong. If you have an odor, period, ladies and gentlemen, if there is an odor that seems unusual to you or that has caught your attention, please don't ignore it. I promise you our bodies are very smart Yes, and they tell us what we need. So if there is an odor that has caught your attention when you go to the bathroom. Like a foul odor that yeah, sounds please, aggressive, but please, literally. Please, yeah, just mm-hmm. ask someone. Either come and ask me or go ask your primary care doctor or go ask your gynecologist or go ask your urologist. I don't care who you ask. As long as you ask someone, don't ignore it because there's all kinds of things and infections and and other stuff and yeast and STDs and, you know, or STIs. And so there's plenty of things that it could be that could be an easy fix possibly. Yeah, if you're hydrated, your nutrition, you're not having anything you are, you know, allergic to, you've everything else is normal, then yeah, you need to, you need to yeah. ask yourself that. But even then, even if you are hydrated and eating well, if you have a foul odor, like, or I right. shouldn't say if you're hydrated, sorry, if you're dehydrated and not eating well, you still shouldn't have like a foul no. odor. No, that should just not. not ever be there. Right. And I have, and I know that I will be speaking to plenty of ladies that have had this happen before. Like I'll be in the movie theater or somewhere that's a big public bathroom where everyone's all, you know, all the ladies are rushing to go to the bathroom. And I have gone to the bathroom, like, in the stall after another woman, and she's not even in the stall anymore, and I can still smell the odor. I just talked to a client about this today. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's, it, I am not judging in no, any way, shape, or form, it's but just, I oh. always feel so bad for that woman because I want to say, hey, come see me. I totally can help you, yeah. but you also don't want to go up to some stranger in the bathroom and be like, uh... So you that know, smell hey, that there. smell in there. Yeah. But but it is upsetting to me to know that there are so many people that just think that it's normal and walk around with it when yes. when it's not normal. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my tangent about, you know, the side being self-aware <laughs> and not because, you know, there's an issue if you have an odor, but because no. I either myself or any one of your providers, we just want to be able to help you um, get rid of it and mm-hmm. fix whatever is causing it because it's not normal. Yeah. Absolutely. And just like, yes, just like constipation is not normal no, and there not. are things you can do and about we don't it. Have to live with it. Exactly. Increase fiber, increase water. Yes. Um, and definitely the water thing on the urine should be clear. And if it's not, drink more, drink more, drink more. Mm-hmm. Um, pay attention to that. It's also your kidneys will thank you. Yes. If any of you have ever had a kidney stone out there, I can tell you firsthand it is worse than having a baby, and I've had three, so you don't want that. I hear it's horrible. Give pity to the men that have been into the emergency room with kidney stones yeah. because it is no joke. So drink, drink, it. drink, flush, flush, flush. And if you don't know the appropriate amount, because it's all over the board, typically half of your body weight in ounces of water is a great place to start. If you're not even close Did to that. Did you all that, hear how much that is? Half your Say body weight again. in ounces of water. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you should be drinking at least 100 ounces. If you weigh 150 pounds, I shouldn't have picked that number, you have 75 ounces. I'm not the best <laughs> in math. I was like, why did I do that? Um, but as 
you increase your exercise um, as the summers hit, right. especially if you live Water's in Arizona and you are sweating, you need to increase that even more. Um, a gallon a day, which is 130 fluid ounces, is optimal. Now, someone who's 80 pounds, okay, that's maybe going to be a little different for them. Um, but if you're already hitting half your body weight in ounces of water, it's summertime, you are active, a lot of sports, increase that. A gallon a day is awesome. Um, just if you don't know that, that's helpful. That is very helpful. And it could sound overwhelming to some people, mm -hmm. but any increase is better than no yep. increase. So if you're drinking half of that, don't all of a sudden go get a gallon jug and carry it around with you it's like gonna you're going to all of a sudden master this whole gallon yeah. of water. But at least maybe you just get a, the next size up on your yep. Yeti or the, mm -hmm. you know, the next size up on whatever jug you're carrying around or you start filling up two of them yes. so that you just have one that sits in the car. They're mm -hmm. insulated. They stay cool forever, you yeah. know, so that you have, okay, I'm going to get through this I'm gonna, and then I have something else in the car. So baby steps, but yes. you can get there for sure. Track where you're at now. If you're literally getting 20 ounces of water in which if you drink a lot of water that sounds crazy little but it's not uncommon mm -hmm. then hit 25 ounces for one two three weeks increase mm -hmm. from there until you get to half your body weight ounces and you may never ever do a gallon of water and that's okay you can still be healthy and you'll be fine absolutely and then let's briefly touch on skin because skin a oh boy it just wraps up into all of everything we were just talking about i have so many patients that come to me because they're either upset that their skin is too dry or upset that it's too oily or upset about breakouts or rashes or eczema or, I mean, you name it, we all have issues with our skin, um, but I don't think people realize how tied it is to the health of our gut mm -hmm. and to the water we're drinking and the type of food that we're eating. Because it really is true that you are what you eat, as much as I don't like to say that because I do love a donut every now and again, but... But you really are what you eat because, and drink, for that matter. Mm -hmm. If your body is really flushed clean and your urine is super clear and you're eating really healthy choices and you're having regular bowel movements and you've got good gut health, odds are your skin is going to be in really good health as well. And when we start to see things going awry with our skin, usually we can kind of trace that back to either diet or water intake or, or even food allergies too. Like when people just come gonna in with say eczema, yeah. you know, or psoriasis or other things, sometimes those are triggered as well by food allergies that aren't bad enough to kind of trigger that, hey, wait, I'm allergic to something, but they're bad enough that it comes out in your skin. And from quote, quote, good foods or healthy foods. Because right. I was going to say, even if your like hydration is great and you eat a very clean diet and you can truthfully tell yourself that you eat a very clean diet and you still have some breakouts number one that may just that's just sometimes what it is and can be hormonal exactly also but can be product yes. i mean because there's a whole another stretch that we could talk yes. about that we'll talk about on another day but i will at least tell you there is a huge array of products my preference obviously is medical grade products and it's just because we know that they're quality ingredients that are actually going to do something for your skin and going to help you for um, anti-aging as well. But that, that's a whole but Yeah, it topic. could be like literally that that banana you're eating or right. that whole grain piece of bread or your kale or anything that's, you're like, but I'm eating good food. Mm -hmm. You are making great choices, but also you may have a food sensitivity if even not a full-blown allergy. And that is why you're experiencing certain breakouts, right. no matter how clean or you try eczema, to right. eat or, mm -hmm. yep, or dry skin and or whatever else. And another thing, too, is you can't, like, if you have um, rashes that are common for you, especially in the summertime when it gets hot, uh, another thing to consider is candida or yeast. 
because people have uh, candida overgrowth or candida mm-hmm. on the skin. Um, it can come out in a uh, where it looks more like a rash. You can have fungal issues as well that look more like um, kind of like a ring of a rash that you can get on the inner thighs and all the hot spots. I mean, there's uh, our body tells us everything we need to know. Yes. And we just have to pay attention to it. Right. Exactly. And know that it's okay to talk about it and show some someone your poop. rash or your poop or your like. Don't show. Strength. Don't send us pictures of your. Poop. Actually, I really wouldn't care if you right. sent me pictures of your poop. I really wouldn't be insulted. I worked ICU for years. You yeah. can show me anything and it's not bother me. You yeah. could literally say, "Can you pop in the bathroom real quick with me? Look at this. Is this normal?" Right, I right. literally wouldn't care. But I'm not a doctor, so right. my clients are not asking me to do that. But right. if they had a question, I would right. I'm look happy at a picture of poop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that was really what we wanted to talk about today. That. They're all intertwined and connected together. It's not just about the number on the scale or how you no, look. It your nutrition and your hydration literally have to do with how your body functions. Yes, and your bowel habits and what your skin looks like and whether or not you're tired all the time or you're sleeping well. I mean, it's shocking how all of it ties in together. Yes. So that's it. So remember, before the next episode, if you know why asparagus makes your pee smell, let us know. If you have any topics you want us to cover, let us know. And leave us a little five-star review if you loved listening to us talk about poop. (laughs) Bye. Bye.